Hi, welcome to Becoming Childwise podcast. My name is Rosalind One, and I will be reading from my latest newsletter entitled Raising Judas, A Cautionary Tale. Judas to Betray Jesus Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Matthew twenty six fourteen to 16 When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve, and they were eating. He said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Matthew twenty six twenty to 25 Quote, Unintentionally, we taught them a works-oriented religion. This was in our theology. We certainly knew better, but it was our daily practice. End quote. Rosemary Miller from the Gospel-Centered Parent. These words have been haunting me since I first read them with our church's parenting cohort about a week ago. It reflects an even deeper struggle which I have been at war with since I began homeschooling my children and maybe from the moment I heard my eldest child's first cry. Parenting based on my own skills, knowledge, and wisdom versus a gospel-centered approach. I must confess that there was a time I allowed beautiful pictures and words from other homeschooling parents to shame and guilt me into a works-based theology to no fault of their own but solely my own doing. It led me spiraling down a rabbit hole of building my own kingdom where my children behave beautifully and I can pat myself on the back for a job well done and enjoy the praises of others. When the reality is that I am in a season of desperation, trying to balance ministry, motherhood, friendships, responsibilities to family, my own health and spiritual walk, finances, past trauma, marriage, homekeeping, homeschooling, etc. Even when I am seemingly doing well, I can truthfully say that I am lacking if my heart is guilty of enthroning someone or something other than our King of Kings. Christine Lavallee, a fellow Substack writer, once warned, and I'm paraphrasing, not to take other IG Christian moms' advice to heart as they are just sharing from their own experiences and do not know all the nuances of your own home, children, family, and life. What they share will not always 100% apply to your situation. And to add, I don't believe they should speak this way to their followers. What I gleaned from this wisdom is that it's our job through the Holy Spirit to take from others what encourages us and points us to Christ lest we become like Judas and raise Judases in our homes. When we look at Matthew twenty six twenty to 25 we see Jesus make known to his disciples what he and Judas only know. Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. 
The disciples, upon hearing this, one by one ask, Is it I, Lord? They do not even know their own state of being. How often are we like these disciples? Does this mean that they too thought of betraying Jesus? One thing is clear, they cannot trust themselves. How we like disciples are like sheep and do not even know our left from our right, completely and utterly lost, with bad hindsight, foresight, insight, and wisdom. And then we see Judas's response to, to completely nail the part of liar. Is it I, Rabbi? I'm afraid to say that when we have a works-oriented theology, we are encouraging children to merely play the part as a disciple of Christ, as Judas played the part. So then, what hope do we have on this slippery slope? Simply put, our reliance on the triune God, where the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit provides all that we need, where as we speak with God in isolation, as Moses did on the mount, we ask, please show us your glory, and our Heavenly Father in his love, gentleness, grace, and kindness responds, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Exodus thirty-three twenty-two 22-23 Results of relying on the triune God we get to be in an intimate relationship with him and teach our children to do the same. God brings his people from a cleft in the rock to face to face with his incarnate son who died and resurrected and now intercedes at our high, as our high priest forever. Through his Holy Spirit, we are made like Christ each day. Children of the living God, let us be reminded of these things moment by moment and also parent with this knowledge moment by moment. What freedom we will have then to know that we already enjoy the favor of God as Rosemary Miller shared. It does not have to be earned, neither for us or our children. N.T. Wright says, salvation is the result of the gospel, not the gospel itself. When we focus on the salvation of our children, and not the gospel itself. We then are teaching our children a works-oriented religion and daily practice. As Miller shared, and they too will play the part of a liar as Judas. I shudder at the thought. Let's not fall into this trap and rely on the Spirit and ask God as David did in repentance. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23-24 On a side note, but related one, I am not a Charlotte Mason homeschooler, as for me I found it too easy to fall into a work-oriented theology with her philosophy of education, and I want to say I'm sure that this is not so for others, but for me, it was a temptation that I just couldn't risk. I really wanted to embrace this community, and I have even grieved over it. 
but I do pull from some of her philosophy while also changing it to suit our family. For example, her model for the children, I am, I can, I ought, I will, I thought was so encouraging, and it is read as affirmations in my many a homeschool household. I tweaked it some, and I share it with you today. Affirmations. I am a child of God, a gift to my parents, community, church, and my country. I'm a person of great value because I'm made in God's image, and I'm dearly loved by God, who showed his love through Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 God has made me able to do everything required of me with the help of the Holy Spirit. I ought to do my duty to obey God, to submit to my parents and everyone in authority over me, to be of service to others, and to keep myself healthy with proper food and rest so my body is ready to do what's required of me to love God and love others. I will resolve to keep a watch over my thoughts and choose what's right, even if it's not what I want to do. And when I fail and fall into sin, I will repent and remind myself of the gospel in which Jesus died in my place for my sins. It is through Jesus I am made clean, and through the Holy Spirit I am changed each day to be more like Jesus. Jesus will come again one day, and so I will strive to live my life depending on him and hoping in him alone. God's love through Christ will be my motivation to do good, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with my God. Micah 6, 8. I share this because my son is getting confirmed this Resurrection Sunday. And in his written testimony, he shares that the things we have read daily, like the affirmations, for years have helped him in his spiritual growth. But the one thing that helped him make the decision to be confirmed, despite nerves and many tasks he had to do to get confirmed, was the second affirmation. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And to that, I say a resounding amen. There are days where I wondered if these rep repetitive readings were doing anything. And if it were up to me, probably not. But our God is mighty to save I will remember this and keep it close to my heart until all my children come to see and experience the beauty, freedom, and joy in Christ. I pray this for all of our children. Press on, brothers and sisters. Christ's resurrection took on a more nuanced meaning after my mother's death and now again with my son's confirmation. Have a most blessed and happy Easter. I will share some news for Becoming Childwise on Easter. So until next time, I'll save a seat at the table for you.